Sometimes my life gets caught in a landslide Sometimes the things I think are new, they get confused Hello and welcome to Kingdom Stories at Central College Church in which partners, parishioners, employees, and volunteers of Central College discuss their faith, their experiences, and how they make the Kingdom of God visible. I'm Will Harrison, Director of Marketing and Communications, and your host for today. Thank you for joining us as we delve into the stories of Central College. Ministry and evangelism is often best done through the act of telling our own stories of faith as ways to relate and minister to those around us. If you're interested in taking part in Kingdom Stories, send me an email at willharrison at ccpc.us to learn more. And through our continuing adventures of putting people in, in the seat and asking them their, their deepest fears, um, we have yet another guest for you today uh, if you want to introduce yourself. My name is Jen Wen. Um, I've been a member, me personally, have been a member of Central College since 1978. Mm -hmm. My family joined in 1975. Um, I, for the last 15 years, have been the facilitator for PB&J Puppet Ministry for the Senior High Group. So, which as anybody who's been following along and might have been services, they've seen your face as you came in and uh, talked about some of the work that the ministry has been doing uh, recently. And we'll, yes, we'll hop into that. We'll we'll talk about how your first name and your last name rhyme. Um, is that intentional? Um, I married that. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I, I get, in many ways, I guess it is intentional. Then. Uh, so yes, I married that name. Um, and my parents did not do that to me, no. That's, that's for the best. Yes, um, yes. As funny as it would have been, as I start thinking about having kids myself, I think about that. I was like, what is the worst combination of names that I could possibly put together? And then my wife, who is Polish, reminds me that nobody cares about the last name Harrison, and you're fine. <laughs> well, interestingly, a friend of mine had another friend whose name was Gwen Ben. So she oh. used to like to take us to parties and say... This is, these are my friends Gwen Ben and Jen Wen. So, yeah. I, I think you got off the hook then. I think yes. That's, that's way better. Um, so that's interesting that you mentioned your, your membership for that long. And we've talked mm -hmm. to a lot of different people who had wide variety of experience at Central College, from mm -hmm. Lori Morrow, who has had her hand in every single proverbial pie at Central College, to somebody like Jim Luddy, who is more recent than me, who has literally been here if as I check my fake invisible watch, you know, a whole almost nine months. Mm -hmm. uh, what is your first memory of Central College, if you can think back? It, uh, it's, um, today it's going to make me cry. Oh, no. Well, um, but that's okay. That's okay, because those are true emotions. Right. Um, my first memory of Central College is they used to have movies on Friday nights for families in the barn, mm -hmm. um, which is now the youth center. And I used to sit on Rev's lap to watch those movies. Wow. So that, that is that is apropos for today. Uh, for anybody listening, as we record this, we announced Rev's passing um, today, and it's it's so charged because even as somebody who I never got to meet him personally from day one, I've been here. You you can you can tell his influence on everybody around him and what was built here and what's been done in his name, and it's. Like, even speaking now, I, I am an emotional person, and I might start uh, tearing up, too. Um, it is incredible to see the impact one person can have on a number of lives and an institution. And Tens of thousands of lives, I'm sure. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's immeasurable, and mm -hmm. it's, 
it's impressive and I don't know, it, it's, it's heartfelt in, in just all the best ways that you want from community. And yes. I love that story. It's, it's the exact kind of thing that I, I, I love to hear about in this and I think that everybody can relate to. Yeah. Everybody has their own rev story, it seems oh, like. Oh yeah, I have lots of them. And that is one though that he remembered. And he used to remind me of it quite frequently, oh, actually. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I just set a Facebook post for it for tomorrow, but I found a directory from 2007 that was the introduction of Malcolm as, as head pastor and Rev's kind of like last official uh, written thing mm -hmm. in the position. Mm -hmm. And I showed it to Malcolm. It was very funny because he I looked over and it was just like, yeah, and whoever that young guy is that's right. coming in, it's just like... <laughs> He's like, huh, yeah, the times, the times they are a-changing, as, as yes, Bob Dylan yes. said. But a life well-lived. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. I, I love that we can be in a place where influences such as his are felt, because I think that is the biggest strength of modern Christianity in, in America, as we know, is because our, our, we like to say that the, you know, the building is not the, the church, so to speak, but in many ways they are our institutions. They mm -hmm. are... The legacies that we we've built that are our second families, mm -hmm. and I love that. And, I, and, thank and you in times that. of struggle, our first families. Absolutely, no. It's I, I think we've all experienced that as we've had staff members going through health issues. I even with me, I, I've had some health issues lately, and everybody just immediately steps up to to ask, "How am you doing? What can you do?" Mm -hmm. um, and I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that story, and that also kind of leans into talking about working with youth. What has been your experience with working with the youth at Central College? Well, I, I grew up in this church as a youth. Right. Um, so I went through the youth programs in the 70s and early 80s. And as I was a 20-something, kind of fell away from the church. Um, as many do, you know, you find things that draw your attention away, and and right. so um, what brought me back was being shamed into coming back by my then five-year-old daughter. <laughs> we had a, a friend over, and she was talking about some event going on at her church, and Natalie just looked at her, and then she looked at me, and she says, "Mom, why don't you take us to church?" Uh, and kids are good for that, right? Yeah, right. My girlfriend said, "Yeah, mom, why don't you take them to church?" So <laughs> the next morning, because that was a Saturday, and we came. Um, Natalie was in kindergarten at the time; mm -hmm. she's twenty-five now. And so my first reintroduction to volunteering was volunteering in her kindergarten Sunday school classroom. Mm. Well, then I got invited to be a shepherd for the elementary school kids for the Adventures to Promised Land, which was the Sunday school program for first through fifth graders at that time. Okay. So I shepherded for two years for the fourth graders and then as they went into fifth graders, and by the way, Jim Letty was a part of that class. Ah. Ah. And um, Do you still have the beard? Uh, not yet. He didn't mm. have the beard yet. And he no. lied to me. He yeah. said he's always had that beard. <laughs> well, he pretty much has. Um, <laughs> And then um, I was asked to teach um, one of the workshops that the kids in APL went to, and they wanted it to be puppets. I said, I have zero experience with puppets. They said, we don't care. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll learn. So I learned, and then I taught elementary kids puppets for a few years, and then they put together this big musical. Gosh, what year was that? 
that was fall of 05, and um, asked if I would work with some high school kids to do some choreography with puppets. Sure, I can do that. Had a blast. <laughs> so I asked the then youth director, hey, can I, can I do a high school puppet ministry here? Um, and she said, if you didn't ask me by the time summer was over, I was going to insist that you ah. do. So that following spring of 2005, PB&J began. That's funny. because I, I My next question was literally like, so what was your experience with puppets? And you jumped right ahead of me and, yeah. and got in So that's of it. kind of how it all progressed, though. So 2006, spring of 2006 was when PB&J started. I feel like your, your track on volunteering is the story of a lot of people. It's like, well, I did one thing. And then much like how a floor nurse in a hospital kind of starts going to different places, you don't really know where you're going to end up going. And the next mm -hmm. thing you know, it's... Mm -hmm. It is what you do, mm -hmm. which, which I love, especially with how the flow of youth ministry goes. It goes up and down. It goes sideways. It's, it's mm -hmm. the, the Willy Wonka elevator. It just go, it goes all over the place. Yes. What, if anything, do you think is the core differences from volunteering when you began to volunteering ministries now? Like, do you feel like the, it's basically general concepts? Are there more worries? How has it in your vision changed? I think there are a lot more opportunities here than there were, say, 15 years ago when hmm. I started PB&J um, for all different kinds of talents and passions and skill sets. Um, I have a background in dance and community theater, so the puppets oh, cool. kind of came naturally to me. Although choreography was really hard when I had to realize I couldn't use my legs because <laughs> puppets don't have them. So, don't, don't tell them that. <laughs> no, they don't want to know that. No. Um, but I think, I think the best thing to do is just try something. Maybe mm. it's because your child is at a certain age and they're asking for volunteers or this or that or the other. Just kind of get your feet wet because you will mm. connect with people who are multi-volunteer right. people who could connect you with some other arena that you are more passionate about or, you know, just there's so much, there's so much. And you find it, you'll find it. I, I really like that sentiment. And I have mentioned this to a few people, but I have a, a real admiration for the work of Jim Henson and, and grew up on the Muppets. And I had recently went through uh, a documentary series about his life. And one of, one of their, their favorite sayings before recording would be, hey, let's go wiggle some dolls. And, and it was very focused on this creativity. And I mm -hmm. love that, that that is a through line, what you're talking about, of mm -hmm. getting people out of their shells to, to try something different and discover a talent you wouldn't necessarily think you have, which I feel like is volunteering and ministry in a nutshell, is mm -hmm. learning as much about yourself as you are about the, the thing you're assisting. Right, right. Uh, which... I think is, is my main fascination with the puppet ministry because it's not something like when you hear it, you automatically think about like what is the connection, but at the same time as somebody like me who is very much inclined to the arts and I was a theater kid mm -hmm. and maybe I still am and always will be in my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you never really leave it. No, you don't. Once a thespian, always a thespian. Too many show tunes in my head. Thank <laughs> yes. you, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a case where... I think it gives you a chance to bring things out in people. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, 
one of the things I wanted to talk about was the recent ministry work. You just made a, a trip with PBJ Ministries. Mm -hmm. um, coming after a time in the pandemic when, and it, this has been a through line through all of the discussions on the podcast, is how has things changed in, in the year of the pandemic, how has it changed in the post-pandemic? Um, what were the greatest challenges uh, of ministry at that time for you? Not being able to meet regularly was tough because we do meet every Sunday to rehearse. Right. Um, and so when we weren't able to do that, we, you know, did FaceTime calls a couple times, you know, not overly frequently, but mm -hmm. a few times. And um, then there was a period where we could get back together and then it, we weren't again. And so during that time when we were for a short time able to get together out in the barn, we were planning a Christmas tour. Well, then nothing was going to be available for us to tour. So we thought, okay, well, let's record it then. You know, so we were putting it together and then boom, everything got shut down before we were able to do that again. Right. So then January is normally the time that I really start pulling everything together for the summer tour. Well, we didn't know whether we'd have to quarantine 14 days before going to the next state or 14 days after coming back from the next state. Mm -hmm. So I got them to agree to stay in Ohio. And I said, you know, there are homeless folks everywhere. Right. So, um, you know, we'll just stay here in Ohio. We'll leave central Ohio, but we'll stay in Ohio. So my research taught me that between the Ohio River, the Ohio-Kentucky border, and Lancaster, Ohio, there are exactly two homeless shelters. Yep. Well, that's one of the things about being from Appalachia that I've, I've recognized. There's very little support services down there, um, especially when you get into that Hawking Valley. So it, it is interesting to, to hear that that was the discovery of, of the project. Yeah, um, and, and since that's where we typically went, I started looking in other places. Right. Um, but what I was finding at that time was that they weren't accepting groups of people in for that type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, they would say, try us in March. So I tried in March, still nothing. So we also hadn't been able to get together a lot to rehearse. And what we had put together was nominal. So I just kept it in my prayers. Lord, if this tour is meant to happen, I'm going to leave it up to you. This is this right. is on. This is all you. I, I I've done everything I know. Yeah. So, we left with just a few songs prepared and no place to perform. Um, just kind of hoping that we would come upon homeless encampments where we could perform a few songs and give out some necessity bags. Right. So it completely morphed into street ministry, which was just the most incredible thing I've ever witnessed. Just. Yeah young kids just hopping off a church bus, going into the medians and the alleys and the vacant lots and praying with people and hugging people and learning their stories and just holding their hands and talking. And yeah, it was a very incredible thing. So it was nothing like anything we've ever done before. Don't know how I'm gonna be able to incorporate it moving forward, but that is the intent. I, I, I love the power of thinking on the fly with ministries like that and then being able to adjust the realities, but also sometimes filling a need that we we didn't plan for, but that I think 
helps us relate to people. And that, that, that is my takeaway from that story, and that's what I thought when I, when I heard you talking about it in, um, in, in services a couple of weeks ago, is that I, I love that you were able to find a fulfillment and find a way to still showcase what ministry can be about, mm-hmm. even when we don't plan for those things. Right, yeah. right. You know. So I, I'm, I'm interested as we wrap things up here, what do you foresee the, the future for the, the, your ministry going forward? I, I realize we're still in a nebulous, like, who knows what next month's going to look like kind right. of thing. But. Right, We're planning as if this is all going to be gone by the next time we leave town. I like the optimism. So, which, is, which won't be until 23. We only go on odd years. Right. The reason being that when we do a normal tour, there is a script and six songs. And I write the script and I have to choreograph the songs and then they have to rehearse it and then I have to find places for us to perform and blah, blah, blah. And I have a full-time job. So it takes a couple of years to execute. It takes a while, yeah. <laughs> yes. So um, 23 is our next tour and the kids want to go to Nashville. Oh, nice. And I've never been there, so that'll be fun investigating because we always do sightseeing to balance the work. Mm. Um, When you're asking teenagers to do heavy emotional work like this, in my opinion, you need to give them that balance of sightseeing. So, you know, that's why we went to the Henry Ford Museum and um, the National Museum of the Great Lakes. Yes, I take them to a lot of museums. (laughs) Which I was just saying, I I love, because as I've attributed, we just talked about uh, off camera, like sometimes you, those are the things they end up liking the most afterwards, mm-hmm. even though they can be disgruntled about it in, mm-hmm. in the moment. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, if anybody out there wanted to know more about your ministry or to help out, could they contact you? Like, are you, are you ever looking for assistance? It's I will always take extra hands, um, and if you know any high school kids that would enjoy being a part of it, um, we meet every Sunday from 11 to 12.30. Okay. Um, we're starting up again this next Sunday for the season. Our room is directly below Ballard Hall. Below Ballard. I, I can find that. Yes. So I'm sure other people who have been here longer than, than I can probably find us. Well, just well. take the stairs down and listen for us. <laughs> it's a pretty loud group sometimes. Well, that's good. I yeah. Sometimes the loudness is a good thing. Yeah. Um, thanks you. Thanks you. I. Just saying, I'm a public speaker. You think I wouldn't be slurring my words, but here we are. Uh, thank you for sharing your story sure. today. I, I love hearing about it. Um, the, the the trip to the Henry Ford uh, Jim Henson exhibit, especially, is mm-hmm. I'm jealous vicariously through you. And I thank you again just for being here and, and talking with us and letting us know everything you're about, and especially on, on, on a day where we're thinking of, of Reverend Ellsworth. Uh, thank you for sharing again. Absolutely, absolutely. My yeah. pleasure. And for anybody out there that wants to take part in, in Kingdom Stories, reach out to me, Will Harrison. And if you're looking for more content, such as our uh, Wednesday Night Refuel sermon series, uh, other content we have coming up, the pipeline down the pipeline there's a pipeline there's content there's coming through it uh there's more to find uh just keep an eye wherever you get your podcasts whether it's spotify apple podcasts google or more just search for central college presents 
thank you again for uh, for taking your time out, and thanks you to everybody who's listening, taking time from your day. Uh, this is Will Harrison again, and have a great week. Sometimes my mind clears.